and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. This is episode 45 and I'm excited to bring to you one of my favorite episodes thus far because (sighs) I got my life. You understand me? It's something about being replenished. It's something about being able to have a conversation with someone who understands you. It's something about it. Oh my goodness. I'm usually that person that's understanding. And it's very rare for me to talk to someone who's understanding of me. So I got my entire life. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I'd met her long before today. However, here we are. Please enjoy this episode. I did, I did, I did. And if you're anything like me, you will, you will, you will. All right, guys, get into it. I'll intro, I'll introduce my guest and then I'll um, add the show and then that'll be it. I will not close the show. I will not do an outro once you tell, once you hear me tell uh, my guests good night, that is the end of the show. Literally, I didn't want to add an intro. If I could have just started from where, you know, we started and played the episode, that was it. That would have been that. But my guest deserves an appropriate introduction. Thank you guys for listening. One more week, you're awesome. Talk to y'all later. Stephanie, the life architect, is a New York weekend Afro Latina. As a certified professional empowerment coach, speaker, writer, and podcaster, Stephanie actively spreads her empowerment message to aid everyone, specifically girls and women of all ages and backgrounds, to build, customize, and design their lives. Her career was forged through her employment on Wall Street, serving in a high-pressure, high-volume environment for high-network clients. Stephanie combines her knowledge from corporate America and life experience growing up in Bronx and Harlem, New York, to lead as founder and CEO of Better Life Choices of New York, BLCNY, an empowerment organization she began in 2015 that specializes in life coaching for emotional health, pain management, change management, personal development, and life skills. Guys, I welcome you to an awesome episode all right thank you stephanie for joining me today or tonight thank you for having me today tonight whenever thank you i'm so glad to be here yes 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 so happy to have you so i feel like in a way we're kindred spirits because like a lot Mm -hmm. of times when i'm you know scrolling through my instagram and i see a video of you pop up i you know instantly feel like a connection like you're speaking to me or like I needed to hear something you're saying and I'm just like man that was confirmation that was awesome I needed to hear it I needed that perspective I need you know and so I'm just really happy that our schedules worked out to where we could do this so people if you tune in you have a good show (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for saying that you are so kind and you know I just decided to make a business out of being myself and I know people say that a lot and you know they 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 put that front on but as you know from my feed and from my podcast shout out to not your mama's podcast hey Lauren um hey, we Lauren. literally mask remove whether it's crying whether it's cursing whether 
praying, whether it's meditating, whatever I feel in the moment, I honor that. And I just feel like more people need to do that. So to hear that it resonates with you is an honor for me. So thank you. Awesome. 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 So yeah, it definitely resonates with me. And just from, you know, listening to your show and hearing the feedback you, you do get from other listeners, I feel like you resonate with a lot of people. So I guess thank you for being like a vessel to where, you know, whatever you're going through, you can speak to it to where other people can get something from it as well. So oh, thank you so much. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. I yes. am born and raised in church. You and I both share that. Yes. And I think a lot of it comes from um, watching my parents throughout the years, you know, preach and teach. And I didn't know that I was actually getting my groundwork then. Right. And my transparency comes from watching them on the pulpit just lay it all out there and then go home with them as real people and watch them lay it all out there as well. Wow. You know, so I feel like I picked some of that up and um, I'm just here to, like you said, be a vessel and I'm I'm here to be a permission giver. If anything I say or do gives someone permission to feel their authentic feelings and react and find themselves and heal themselves, pain manage themselves, then... God's work is done. Amen. I, I agree with you. And I love your feedback on my, you know, church episodes when we're talking about a lot of stuff. Because honestly, it, it speaks through like what you say as far as like your background, because like you have so much clarity. A lot of times it's really, really hard for me to explain exactly what I'm trying to get at. But like for you to listen and you have your feedback, it's, I'm just like, OK, yeah. It, it was enough for her to come up with what she came up with. So <laughs> I think somebody was able to, you know, get something from it. But you're like spot on. And has it always been like that for you? Have you always had like the gift of gab where you can just fluently speak your thoughts, your feelings? Apparently, yes. Um, to me, no. <laughs> to me, no. To other people, yes. And what's funny is I still feel like I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Mm. I I still struggle. One of my biggest struggles is self-doubt. You know, I I appreciate the accolades. I appreciate, you know, some form of praise. But I know that people will build you up just to break you down. Man. You know, so I don't take any of it too seriously. Right. But I also do appreciate it. So, yes, they say I've always been. They, meaning family, friends, people who always know me, said that this is clearly what I was going to do because I've always been this girl, even when we was put rats in the project smoking weed they said I was breaking down some knowledge <laughs> I, I believe you I believe you I can see it I can see it I really can I mean because so, I, mean, I don't see it I mean I see it, it now but, but when they talk about me it's like who are you talking about but that's so common because like I feel like I struggle with self-doubt so much and mm. I mean it's I don't know what do you think it is like when you have like an obvious natural gift gift that you may not acknowledge which other people do like what do you think it is that keeps you from understanding that strength or that you know that 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 gift that you have like what do you think it is like why do you think people walk around with things that would clearly make them stand out and they struggle with believing in themselves well for me I can only answer for me right um I often say behind the aha comes the uh-oh oh, oh. Uh-huh. So once I figure out that I have a gift, I have now the responsibility of doing something with that gift, mm. right? So once something I prayed for or manifested for, or even if I didn't, it just came to me because, you know, 
God likes to just drop things to people like Mary didn't ask to have Jesus in that womb. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't ask for it and he just sees that you're fit for it. Um, but definitely after the gift is recognized, you're tasked now with doing something with it. And that do something is difficult. I have literally, Crystal, changed my entire life. Wow. I'm talking about from what I eat to who I'm around to what I watch to what I ingest in every way. Ooh. That's not easy. There's a lot of mourning in my growth. I miss a lot of things and people. And I'm just at the tip of the iceberg. I haven't even seen oh. where he's going to take me yet. So I can't imagine the pain that's going to be attached to that in the morning. Because wow. I've already experienced something. A lot of people don't want to go there. They're comfortable and they want to stay there. And you know what? I don't blame people for not wanting to tap into their gift because it's not easy. It is not easy. It that is the truest thing. You just you just spoke to me right there, so I'm trying to get my bearings. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, am. Let's get it going. Yes, because I I feel like I am constantly trying to like balance the oh my god, do I have to do all of that? And oh, right. this is just who I am. Why can't it just feel like me? You know, like right, right. It, and so. Ugh, I like to claim different you than you can see. Yeah. And so I like to claim that, you know, um, I'm not fighting it, but there's a place in me that understands that I am I really am, you know? And so yeah. and so it it's 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 hard. It 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 is very hard, like you said, and I know that I've made like bounds and leaps just accepting it, you know, as a gift. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing in itself but just to like you know like you said you feel like you're just at the uh the what what was the phrase you used the just tip of the iceberg the tip of the iceberg yeah it's just to feel like you're at the tip of the iceberg i don't even know if i'm at the tip of the iceberg i think i'm in the baby stages taking my first steps of understanding and accepting that i have something that i can share with other people mm-hmm. and so it is kind of hard for me to even take myself seriously sometimes when I do feel like I have something to say or I need to say something to somebody because I'm like constantly kind of like trying to say you know I don't necessarily want the responsibility of you know being the messenger or whatnot but I understand like I have to do this so I get it I yeah, get that, it. Uh, that uh huh. That after that uh huh. That uh oh comes and then to knock you off your feet, girl. Mm. Whew, that's so real. That is so. <laughs> but you know what? Let me let me say this, if 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 I may. You what may. you're experiencing and what everybody who does experience this kind of feeling of I don't know if I want this responsibility. That is normal. You know that is okay, and I don't think enough people say that it's okay to say, "Whoa, this is overwhelming." Whoa, what you mean? I can't hang like I used to. Whoa, what you mean? We not friends no more. Whoa, what you mean my taste buds change? You know, Mm. I think it's okay to say, you know, I don't know if I can handle this gift. And I think once you start to do that and acknowledge it, you start to unlock other areas and realize it's not as hard as I'm thinking it is. And Mm. maybe, maybe I can do it. I'll take it literally one moment at a time. I don't take anything a day at a time. I take everything by the moment. And I think once you start to be okay with the moments and stop fighting off the whole day and the week and the year, it'll become a little easier. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. Yes. So you said something just then when you were like, um, like as far as your taste changing and the people that you, you know, spend time with ultimately changes as well. So 
you know, I'm always, you know, on Instagram. And so one of the um, videos, what what is it called? The direct, the videos from Instagram. What are they called? The ones, what do you mean? The ones like, you know, how um, the live videos, I guess. The, the live. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Insta stories. Insta stories. Yes. So when I see like your Insta stories and the one where you, you, you mentioned, um, I'm trying to make sure. <laughs> I quote you correctly. It was like it was the Beyonce. Um, oh yes, the video I put up where it was. I'm just too much for you. Right, 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 right. And and then you um, under the caption, it basically said, "Well, you know, sometimes that is the case. You know, sometimes we are too much for people, but mm-hmm. other times um, we might just be having like a the way I took it." the way I understood it or the way, you know, it opened up to me, we might sometimes just be having uh, a reaction to somebody trying to explain to us that, you know, maybe we aren't, maybe we're doing too much. Yes. 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 So, and I was like, right. And I was like, but where's the balance there? Because that's so many things. Like it's. Oh, absolutely. It's so many layers. Right, right, right. And I was just trying to figure like how, how do you do that? Because I feel like somebody like me who like struggles with self-doubt, sometimes when I kind of feel the friction of maybe like a relationship that's no longer good for me and I don't know if I am being like fair when I'm like, okay, I can't deal with this person anymore, you know? And so I'm always yeah. like questioning and going back and forth with how do I deal with this person and what do I do? Because I personally don't believe in cutting people off completely because I feel like if I deem them as a person that doesn't belong in my life, I'm kind of basically cutting them off and holding them hostage to where they are right now, telling myself mm. that they can't change. So right. I, I kind of struggle with that. So just, you know, somebody who I feel like would have a lot of, you know, information on that, maybe experienced it before. Like, what is, what is, how does it work? Does it work? Well, I think it works differently for everybody and it's situational. Mm-hmm. There are some people who you have to cut off for your survival and your sanity. Mm-hmm. There are some people who I understand what you mean when you feel like I'm holding them hostage to who they are right now, but that is exactly who they are right now. Right, right. And just because you take them out of your life doesn't mean you can't put them back eventually if that person or you changes. Mm-hmm. Right, I think we need to stop thinking of everything as so definite. Like gotcha. if I cut him or her off, there's no possibility. That doesn't have to be, and I'm a living witness of that. I stopped speaking to one of my best friends for two whole years, and now we're closer than ever after that long period of a hiatus. Wow. You know, wow. so it's, it's definitely doable to let somebody back in. As far as doing too much, some people out here, Crystal, doing too daggone much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, according, according to our definitions, because everything is personal, right? Right. So what be too much for Crystal might be okay for Seth. Right, right, right. And I think we're allowed to customize how we feel. It might not be right. Our feelings might not be right for the next but it's okay if they're right for me. And if you're my friend, associate, colleague, and I feel like you need to tone it down, it might not be because I'm not your tribe, as they say. It might be because I hear you every lunch break complaining about a certain situation or every brunch or every family dinner. And what you're complaining about and saying you want, your actions don't match that. So I'm letting you know you're doing the most. I love you enough to not care if you're mad at me. Ah. Uh. Yes, that 
saying? Yeah. I give you enough to check you on your behalf. Mm. Mm. See, and that's, I and think. I take it wrong. Might take it like I am not such a hot. But a lot of people are losing great people in their lives because mad that they won't have a filter for them. They're mad that they won't coddle them. They're mad that they won't be the person who will let them constantly draw from them when they never deposit. Ugh. <laughs> this is oh my this is so this is real this is real i need this because sometimes you just need confirmation that it's okay that you are no longer in the space to where you are you know trying to be accepted you know like Honey, cause, amen because like i'm i'm kind i'm now that i'm like accepting that i have something to share i'm getting into the space to where i don't necessarily need people to agree with me you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's okay if they don't. I just, I just don't want to make people feel bad. You know, and so well, that's something you're gonna have to get over, girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god! And so it 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 happened to me recently to where I kind of spoke on my experience, but it involved someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, they didn't like it. And I understood it because I didn't expect you to love it, but I want you to understand that this is my experience. And I tried mm-hmm. to, you know, make it as nice as possible. And and the fact that you still came away with something that could hurt you, I understand it, but this is just what it is, you know? And yes. it it's unfortunate because you just hope that people can allow you to have your experience separate from theirs that might not make them feel great, you know? But yes. oftentimes, they're not giving you that. You know, it's like you're asking, you're too much when you when you want your own experience. And it might make them feel a certain way. Like you're doing too right. much. And, and that right. just, I'm not comfortable with it yet. I don't think I ever will be. But as somebody who I, I guess has been raised to be so concerned with other people and nice and, you know, fair and, I, you know, I just, I struggle with it. And I don't know if I'll not. You know, ever I don't know if I will ever get beyond struggling with it, cause it. You are not alone. <laughs> You're not. There's so many people struggling with things, and this is why, especially stuff like this, because we're all, most of us adults, are walking around as our little versions mm. in adult bodies, because we're we're still holding to the agreements we were told, like be nice, you don't make people upset, don't be rude, when no one really gave us a definition of nice, rude, and upset, right? Right. So we're walking around on eggshells for people because something our mothers were told by their mothers and their mothers before them and so forth and so on. What I learned from Mother Oprah (laughs) was that if you want to live a happy life, you have to be okay with disappointing and hurting people. Especially if your intention is not to do so. It is all about intention. And one thing on Not Your Mama's podcast, as you know, as a listener that we talk about a lot, is your why, your reason, your intention. Right, right. My intention may not be to hurt you. That doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt anyway. Right. I know that I came to you out of love and concern with the kindest delivery that I could muster. That's all I can do. Wow. And at the end of the day, that's the only piece that I had in that situation I, I guess I kind of just decided to kind of, um, I guess, dwell in the concern where, like, why did they, why did they jump to that conclusion without knowing, right. you know, like, and, and that's when I just begin to, like, question, like, 
who what have who am I like what have I done or not what have I done but if a person truly even likes me if they immediately jump to like a negative assumption you know Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's fair because maybe it's not, but I like, I feel like if every, every dealing I've had with a person and every exchange we've ever had and they immediately assume something negative, I'm just like, maybe they don't see me as a good person, period. Like maybe there's wow. nothing I could do for them to see me as a quality person. And maybe right. for that fact alone, that's somebody that's probably not for me or right now isn't for me because they just don't see me as a good person. And if I believe I'm a good person and I am, you know, living my life, you know, understanding that I am good and I can do good, somebody who is going to be like a constant reminder or somebody to bring me down to like the idea that I'm not, it's probably not good for me. Right. They actually, they may be good for you. It's just that no one ever taught us how to communicate. Hmm. You That's, see what I'm saying? Right. So if... If in fact, if we say for instance, you were my client and we were coaching. Right. And you told this. First, I would reassure you that other people's actions or reactions don't have anything to do with you. Okay. Right. This is a tough pill to swallow even for me in my personal life as a coach and as a speaker. I still struggle with this, but it is the truth. Mm. We all operate. If anyone listening, get your Google on and Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It is a color pyramid of the basic human needs that we all need. And every one of our actions or reactions come from one of those pieces in that pyramid. No matter what you say or do, people are in control of how they act and they operate. Now, what you say might have nothing to do with them being mad at you. You could be reminding them of someone or something. Hmm. And the reaction you get might make you think that they don't like Crystal and Crystal went too far and it really might have nothing to do with you. That's one. Right? right. So I would tell you that if you were my client. And then we'd go into what I'm hearing is Crystal's need to be liked and be people pleaser is hindering life. Mm. And I would ask you what your first experience is, what your first experience with people pleaser was. Who told you? Who's the first person who told you that what you said or what you did hurt them? We'd have to go back a little bit. To find out what the root of this action and behavior, this self-doubt of wanting people to like or not feeling enough if you don't please them. We have to go back to see what that came And I would just have to tell you that it had to be from somewhere in the church experience. Because oh, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> because I, I couldn't even pinpoint like um, exactly what, but... There's one thing that I do remember distinctly, and I know, like, that has more to do with me taking up for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one instance where, you know, we were, I was a young kid, and we were kind of, like, in the back hallway about to, like, march out for, like, a, a, a Christmas program or something like that. And, of course, kids are noisy, and this one particular day, I made a point not to be noisy. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, to be quiet and do what I'm supposed to do. Made a point. And I think that kind of it travels with me even till today. I, I do stuff to make a point so nobody has to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Right? So people please it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so basically when I get reprimanded because everybody else is talking, I say I wasn't talking though. <laughs> you know, it wasn't me. Right. It was them, it wasn't me. And they immediately say, Stop defending yourself and I was like, Well, I, I just want I wasn't talking. And to get in trouble anyway, and then to get in more trouble than anyone else, because I had to let it be known that 
I wasn't talking, it just it just it just makes me mad. It just you know it kind of just like you know what I was doing the right thing, got in trouble as if I wasn't, and then got in trouble because I was speaking up for myself. You know, right. So that was like that's one thing that sticks with me, and probably tons of other situations to where we were just getting in trouble for just being kids, really. But you know, back then I don't think they understood that you know kids needed to be kids. You know, right? Absolutely, especially in a control fear based place like church right you know everybody wanted to govern and one up each other and what they didn't realize as far as my experience is there was no nurturing and that's where you took in my opinion you're supposed to get the majority of your nurturing yes um, and many of us were shot down by mm-hmm. angry oppressed people yeah that tested with jesus <laughs> right yes so i agree sometimes we had these stars we walking around with these stars people who were deeply wounded and scarred themselves mm-hmm. and they masked it and they masked it in religion and what people do in or out of church you know what's not to bash church just in general right what people do is mismanage and and and, and miss and misfine and don't label things the right way to tell somebody they're being defensive because they're speaking up for themselves that doesn't mean the same thing right Words mean things, and what we do is just throw labels on any and everything and tell someone they mean, tell someone they're defensive, tell someone they're out of line, tell someone they're disrespectful, tell someone they're rude, and we don't realize that we're ingraining and instilling in them the wrong definitions of things, and then we become older men and women walking around with the wrong definitions and acting upon that and teaching that to our children and having relationships that are failing because we don't know how to define and communicate. Amen. Amen. Yeah. No, that's true. That that's that's true. And for me, you know, like I, I feel like I have been undoing things that I felt like I forgave time and time again. Like things that I I felt like, you know, cuz I know at some point I had to realize that I was hurt, you know? Like I didn't like the treatment that I got from my church experience. And I told myself I was forgiving them because I didn't want to hate anyone, you know? And mm-hmm. maybe that's also a part of my people pleasing, but I honestly knew it didn't it wasn't healthy for me to be hating anyone. I know like I have friends, I have cousins that, you know, have my experience and they literally hate people and I said, "No, I don't want to hate anyone. I don't I don't have the energy to actively constantly be hating people. So, I don't I don't want that for myself. So, I want to forgive them." And then things will happen and I feel like it's stirred up all over again. And I'm just like, okay, how how do I release this completely to where I don't, it doesn't come up? Or is that even a real thing? It might not be a real thing. Um, one of my uh, specialties is called pain management. Uh-huh. I do not believe everything is healable, Crystal. Uh. <laughs> I believe some wounds are so deep, past the skin, past the white meat, past the bone, past that marrow, down to the soul. Some people stain us. They hurt us so bad. Uh. Right? Mm-hmm. That we we have no choice but to walk around with this emotional bullet in us, you know, for the rest of our lives, mm. right? Right. But when I got into coaching, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't that, you know, typical. Ooh, call me now for healing. I promise you, we're gonna get healing, <laughs> and I promise you, we're gonna work through it, and you're gonna come out a new right. man. No, right. Try talking to a mother or a father 
who lost their child to heal and get over it. Right. Try telling someone who was sexually violated as a child to just get over their issues or whatever the issue is. Some people need to learn how to manage their pain in order to live their definition of happiness. Mm. And what I think you're trying to do is you're trying to make it go away completely instead of learning to manage it. And how you should learn to manage it, in my opinion, is not worrying about forgiving other people, worrying about forgiving yourself hmm. for whatever you feel you allow people to do to you. Mm. That's just my opinion. No, that's real. <laughs> that is real. That is, is real, real because... because... Say, I have some pain that is not healable. I have... <laughs> I have struggled for a long time with my daddy issues. Mm-hmm which turned into abandonment issues, right? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I blamed everybody else. And anytime someone didn't even text me back, I felt abandoned, right? Right. So I had to learn that after therapy, after coaching, after praying and parrying and trying to find the Holy Ghost again and meditating, and I still felt that pain. I couldn't get out of bed on Father's Day at the age of 33. I said, I have to realize that I may never have this go away and be okay with that and learn how to manage it and stop trying to suppress it. Right. Oh, my goodness. trying to suppress pain that is so deep. And it's like, no, 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 FYI. Pain demands to be acknowledged, and what you're not gonna do is tell me I gotta go away because you're ready to go away for me to go away. Yes, yes, you you got me. I'm kind of stuck in the days <laughs> when you went to like um, forgiving myself for the things that I um, allow people to do to me, or you know, it's mm-hmm. for me like I remember like being younger. And, like, maybe there was, like, an exchange, maybe at church or at school with someone, and I didn't like it. And I didn't react the way, you know, tough Crystal should have reacted. So, like, I would literally literally go home and reenact it or replay the situation in my head or in front of a mirror. And I'm literally, like, telling the people off or, you know, air fighting them. And I'm just... <laughs> because, you know, I, I wanted to be tougher in that moment. But I just... I, I In that moment, it wasn't necessary. I don't know, like, if it was, like, me just cowering down or something. Or me just telling myself it wasn't worth it or necessary. I don't know. But I, I know I reenacted it. And I told them off. And I reenacted it. And I beat them up. And so I'm just like, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> Obviously, it was an issue there, and I would have did it differently if I was tougher or whatever. But I remember doing that like almost all the time, and it's it's funny to me now. But it was because I didn't, I would I would have wanted to show up differently, you know, if I could have. Right, and that's the key word. If I could have, you weren't meant to, and you couldn't have because you didn't have the tools that you gained when you practiced in the mirror. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? When yes. We, when we get good at things, when we practice things, when you first rode a bike, you didn't just get on and become, you know, an expert. You had to fall and wobble a few times. So in that situation, you were caught off guard and you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. But when you went in that mirror the next day, you said, okay, now I got the blueprint of how he acted. So this is what I would do different. And then the next day you went to swinging on the arms and was like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I would hit him like this. That's because you practiced what you would do. So you're holding yourself hostage emotionally from not having the practice that you had on week one, two, and three, and four in a situation that caught you by surprise. You're not being fair to yourself. You're not loving yourself by telling yourself you should have did your practice for three weeks on the day where you were surprised. Oh, my goodness. Yep. 
I mean, I'm just, again, I'm speaking from experience. I have right. to forgive myself for being so hurt for mm-hmm. a man who chose not to raise me. I have to forgive myself for thinking that it was my fault. Right. I have to forgive myself for when he did come around and I did finally meet him. I had to forgive myself for not being as angry as I felt I should have been. Hmm. I had to forgive myself for not cursing him out the way I thought I was going to when I played the scenario in my head. Wow. I had to let all of that go and say it's not, not only is it not my fault, it's not my place to put that guilt on me for his lack. Right. Lacking of anything. Right. And see, that was... We need to do that for ourselves. Yeah, and it's, it's so tough because, like, we, I guess the experience is what's going to you know help us like I guess think through it and figure out like how we truly felt and what we would have liked to have done but you know like was that was that best for ourselves because you know you know a lot of times when we do feel like we respond the way we want to to you know show ourselves tough and strong then we later you know think back on it and be like oh man you know because you also you're still kind you know right you know, and so you still, you go back and like, oh man, like I didn't have to do all that. You know, so it's like, you're never going to be satisfied because you're not loving yourself and you're constantly just holding yourself accountable to so many different standards. Some of them that don't even make sense, you know? Right. And and you're just constantly just like, oh, you didn't do enough or, oh, you went overboard. <laughs> you know, it's just like, where is you're the, right. <laughs> where you're is, happy medium. Where, when am I ever going to be satisfied with the actions that I showed? Right. Right. When am I ever going to trust myself enough to say, Stephanie, in the moment, you did the best you could with what you knew and what you had. And even if you didn't do the best you could, that moment has passed and there is nothing you can do about it. What you can do is learn from that moment and operate better going forward. When am I going to be okay with that is the question. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so tough. Um. Welcome to humanity. <laughs> it's it's absolutely. I'm a part of humanity, and for me, like as far as like, because you know we we have a similar situation where our fathers weren't in our lives, and so for me, like once I you know have the opportunity to actually call them or even meet them for the first time, like there was no anger present, and I didn't actually get mad at him until I heard his reasons for why he wasn't in my life, right? So it was like he had a past (laughs) as long as he didn't try to, you know, try to explain his way out of it, you know? Like, I feel like if if we're both being adults in this moment, you know you weren't there. I know you weren't there. So we could just move on from here. But, like, as soon as he started trying to say he didn't know where I was or he didn't know what my mom, that's when I got angry. And I'm like, so you've been lying to yourself all this time? Right. Like, you've literally, basically, at the end of the day, as far as what he says, the one thing that's kept him from me was the fear of rejection. I believe him. It's the truth. It's the truth. And so, because that was his reality, and because I can understand it, because I can see, you know, where the fear of rejection from both sides, my mom and my father, has kind of impacted me in my life of the things that I fear because I I might be rejected or whatnot even to start a podcast and stuff like that like there's so many things that I didn't do because I was afraid of rejection and Mm -hmm. it was that realization that made me say you know what I'm going to go after my dreams because had my father came after me I would embrace them Mm. that's 
deep. That's real. That's the unknown for him, though. And that's the fear. Right, right. The unknown, what we can't control. And right. What happens is we mess up one time. Right. And what stops, what happens is we just don't back ever. We let one day turn into one week, turn into one year, turn into 10 years. Right. And the time is what kills the relationship, not the initial mistake. Right. So by the time that it comes around and you're 20 or 30 and you're this woman and he's just like, I don't, I, I don't know, you know. Right. And for you, you know, he seemed to be the type of father who had some kind of humble, humble, humbleness about him. Mm-hmm. My father did not. Wow. He was very cocky, very arrogant, blaming my mother for everything trying to be a father and I was just like homeboy slow it down <laughs> I'm gonna need you to pump your brakes and like I said I was mad at myself because I felt like that was my chance to like light into him right but I was so I had this emotional lump in my throat that just I was like on autopilot I just was blinking and shaking my head I really didn't say too much and luckily for me my big sister who I made sure came with me she was my mouthpiece because I wasn't able to articulate the venom that I wanted to give him. Right. And to me, that's the importance of having someone who shares your emotional DNA, mm. who supports you and with you so they can be with you in the times of self-doubt, in the times of questioning, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to beat myself up for this later? I think your circle is extremely important and whoever you had around you when you experienced that, I hope that you have someone to hold you up when you couldn't hold yourself up. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a part of the issue. Um, you know, <laughs> I, you know what, I'm not going to say, I, I do have like some very, you know, important characters in my life where they they do support me at times um at times of need but I feel like I don't know for whatever reason like for the most part I feel like a lot of the battles that I fight are like personal and I I go them alone you know yeah so do you feel like you don't want to be a burden on people I do I do oh I know you well yeah (laughs) Yeah, no because here's the thing so like you, people have always came to me and people have always told me like, oh, Crystal, you you just have the right words, but I don't have those words for myself in my own situations, you know? Right, right. And so it's like, it's like, I feel like, well, wow, this might be a gift and that's why I do so well when I'm trying to help other people. When it's myself, there's like, I don't have anyone to go to, you know? Like, I don't have anyone that I can, you know, basically tell all this stuff and they have good stuff to put back into me. You know, like when I, when you're vulnerable, you're weak and you need somebody to instantly put back into you. And Mm -hmm. I've never had that. I've just been that. So I feel like the fact that I've been that has sustained me because I've been paying it forward, but I never truly had it, you know? Yeah, but your cup is not running over anymore. Right. Right. And you know, again, us church girls, you know that when your cup runneth over, that's all that's in the cup is for you. Whatever's on the plate or the saucer is for everybody else. Right. And I know that. Giving and pouring, and you're thirsty. You have nothing. And you would be someone I would tell friend or friend, associate, or whatever. You need to invest in yourself. You're the type of person who needs a coach. You're the type of person who needs a therapist. I'm a coach, and I have a coach. 
Right. I'm a coach that goes to therapy because somebody has to deposit into me because I'm constantly withdrawn from personally and chosen professionally. Yes. And that's the thing. And we, we touched on it without even making it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> you see how that worked? Yes. And you see how God worked? <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's, and I, I know that now. I, I remember at one point because, you know, I'm not totally lost, you know? And, and it, there's a part of you that kind of feels like, okay, you're lying to yourself. You know, like, you know you know what to do. But like you said, you need somebody putting it back into you. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know you need a coach, but then you're like, how do you go about it? And it just it just became clear, like, as I, you know, start putting myself out there, that, you know, the people that I look up to, whether I know them personally or not, or whatever, like, that was, like, my artificial way of having, like, some type of, you know, coach or whatever. But now I'm yeah. in a position to where I'm just like, you know what? I see Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I see her, and, and I feel like, you know, we relate. And I, if I was to pick a coach, she'd be the one, you know? Oh, thank you. And thank and, you so and, and and that's real. That's, that's the truth because I now understand, like, I need one. And maybe there's also a fear that there's somebody who will hold me accountable to my true, you know? Yes. <laughs> to my true like who what I'm supposed to be and what I could be that is a real fear because you know sometimes I know personally I don't want to be held accountable to that standard you know yes and and I don't I don't know why I just know that it's it's a constant battle there but yes absolutely I you is, know why we talked about it at the beginning that uh-oh you yeah. have to do something yeah. with that standard yeah I have to do something with it and it's just uncomfortable, but I, I really, oh my God, it's, that's just so funny that it explained itself. That's why you need it one. <laughs> that's, you need some kind of self-help. Listen, the, yes. self-mark, the self-help market is saturated. It is. Everybody and their mama's a coach, even if they never got certified, if they never even have the credentials. Everybody's a therapist, whether they have a master's or not. So you have to be extremely careful mm-hmm. with who you're choosing, not only to pay your money, but more importantly, that you're going to trust with your fears, with your goals, and with your personal business. Right. It is extremely important to understand that everybody who has a shiny Instagram page and a nice website is not actually the person that you need to be talking I, I believe you. I, I believe you. I don't, you know what? Like, I feel like as soon as you put yourself out there as like somebody that does something, all the life coaches in the world pop up. I, I, I kid you not. I wish I was making this up. I really wish I was. But I promise you, like, as soon as I created my podcast, Instagram, like all of these coaching, marketing people just yeah. out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is this? What? What? What it's the algorithm? As soon as you put <laughs> some keywords and some posts, people are connected to you. And I also believe in energy. You know, I'm uh. big on energy. God's universe just allows things to shift and put in your space. Once you're open and aware to something, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Right. And right. I believe that you are supposed to have a community of people like you. Mm-hmm. However, you have to weed out. The, you have to, you know, weed out all of the fake flashy ones to, to find the people who get down to the secret. True. I agree. I absolutely agree. And so for me, like, I don't... So here's my thing. Uh, Crystal Clear is just somebody who wants to make it clear that she's on a life journey. You know? Mm. I, I'm on a life journey. I'm, I'm, I'm doing life research as I live. You know? 
And I, I don't have the answers. And so I try to make it absolutely clear that I have no answers. You All you hear are my experiences <laughs> and, right. and, you know, and, and what I want to be true. And so, like, when people would come to me like, oh, you should have do advice and stuff like that. I'm like, but I don't know for them, you know. I want them to know for them, you know. But they know through you, through, by your experiences, because your experiences are someone, is someone's answer. Right. And, and, and I guess it's just that understanding and knowing, but I guess it's also where that, that responsibility thing comes in. And when I'm always trying to yes. take it off, <laughs> like, no, 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 you know? And well, so you can just do it where it's not an advice segment. Like you do every, every time you record, right. I feel like you're giving advice. I feel like you're just being yourself. You're telling your story. You're removing your mask. And that's what makes me comment back. That's good, what makes good. me talk to the screen and type and get my fingers moving because I don't feel like someone's preaching to me or trying to tell me what I need to do. I feel like someone is just being themselves and I relate to that part of it. Well, I that's what I wanted to be and I'm I'm absolutely happy that it's coming off that way to someone like you because I feel like you like if when it comes to instruction and giving people like actual tools, absolutely you need a coach like Stephanie. Because she does that for a living. Somebody like me, you can listen to me, you know, just to have somebody to refer to because she's doing it as well. But, like, I just, I I feel like when it comes to, like, actually having people's answer, I'm glad my experience answers their questions because I couldn't, I couldn't feel like I could give them a quality answer because everything that I know is personal to me. And, like, when I... When I was young, I didn't realize, like, this was my experience. Even when I explained to people, like, I did this, you could do it too, it may or may not work for you. Like, people would come back and like, that didn't work for me, and you told me to do it. And I'd be like, but I said, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> it may or may not work for you, you know? So right. I think that ingrained, like, oh, make sure you're not responsible for nobody else's actions make sure you let them know that this is something that they have to do make sure because ultimately at the end of the day i do feel like we we have what we need we were born with what we need it's just like Mm -hmm. we we went through a lot of different things that kind of separated us from that and then we get to a certain point to where we are reconnected to it and some of us just fight it because we don't recognize it you know we don't it's buried under so many other things so true yeah it's buried under life and children and trauma and pain and thanksgiving and the drunk uncle and yeah the guy i like and bae and hashtags and <laughs> you know tummy tucks and booties and oh you know, my god it's under everyday life and we're not cleansing our spirits we're not cleansing our energy we're just receiving so much data and we're not pushing anything out and we're mm. losing ourselves we're lost yeah lost but you made a great point that I want to go back to you said you know I give I feel like I'm being myself and if someone gets something in from it great but I don't know how to direct them and that's the point of doing your research for people who are going to help you in any way even if it's a personal training for your body you want to go to someone who yeah they lost weight for themselves that's cool but do they know how to teach everybody individually for their body type right how to do so and Coaching and therapy is no is is training for your soul, mind, and, and body and spirit. It's it's no different. You need someone who has the tools that doesn't just give great advice. That knows that everyone who comes in their path is not going to need the same instruction. Right, right. This is why I try to customize my coaching for everyone who comes my way because Crystal is different from my last, you know, my last client. Crystal listens. Crystal focus. Crystal. 
was willing to take um, direction, which too is postable. Homegirl who called me yesterday, she won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because so I... you gotta have different tools in place for different people. <laughs> But it's funny because I, I guess I, I also understand that person too because you don't want to feel helpless, you know? But Well, if you keep that mindset, you're never going to be helped by anyone, including yourself. There we have, we have it. Surrender. <laughs> we have to surrender, Crystal, and realize that we all need some form of help. That's so true. I, I love that rebuttal. <laughs> it, it surrender, was... girl. Let it go. We need help. <laughs> I'm a coach. You got a coach. I'm a coach. You go to therapy. Oh my we goodness! Need each other. And even outside of that, like every you know, I listen to a lot of um, just you know motivational um, like speeches or just other people who have made a living off of you know living their life a certain way and and sharing their experience. And everybody who who is anybody like the biggest of names. Uh, Lisa Nichols, Tony Rapp, mm-hmm. all these people will tell you, you need a coach. Yes. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. You, you have to. You receive so much from other people. Who's going to receive yours? Mm. And some people, let me say this, some people can heal themselves. There are some things that I didn't need any help with. Yes. Anybody. There's some pain I can manage myself, some change I can manage myself, some things I can heal myself. Here are a few things that I just could not push past. Mm. So coaching and therapy doesn't necessarily mean that you're a mess and you're right. broken and you need to be fixed. What I like to do in my coaching is focus on not your shortcomings. I really want to focus on your what you're good at, and I want to turn that into greatness, and that greatness, then I want to turn that into excellence. Mm. I have no need to sit here and pick apart everything you want to cry about. We'll touch on that stuff. But nine times out of ten, when people fill out my initial paperwork and fill out what their goals are, and I get that back by the end of our, you know, sessions and time together, their goals change because they think it's one thing and it's actually another. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's real. I'm just, (laughs) I have come to so many different, you know, realizations just now. And it's like you, you get like a, what's the word I'm looking for? You get like. Uh, you get like a quick, you know, like view of what you're experiencing or what you're going through. Like, I feel like, like I'll go through, like when I'm listening to people, like say for instance, I'm listening to one of your shows and you and Lauren touch on something and it makes my, my creative juices start cut on, right? You have that, has that ever happened to you? Like you listen to somebody. It happened to me. It happened to me three times today already. Okay. (laughs) So it's like you're listening to somebody and they say something that sets off triggering you and your like voice just goes off and you're just like, yes, absolutely. And it just turns into like, you know, several different things that you need, you know, it just, it's kind of like triggers it. And so it's like, for me, I like, I get little glimpses of a lot of different things, but like, I guess we're moving so fast we hardly ever get to like take the time to sit with those 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 things that were revealed to you you know because it's not necessarily gonna stay there it's almost like you'll get a picture of it and you're like that's it and then if you don't like go write that down or go you know read and look up you know look it up or actually sit with it for a minute it's going to fade and I agree with you and I feel like that happens to me like almost all the time and that's kind of like when I was at my old job and I felt like I hated the job that one of my biggest frustrations was the fact that I would always be getting like glimpses of 
things that I wish I could just spend time with, but I couldn't because I was on task, you know? And it was just like, this is a conflict, <laughs> you know, of interest for me. But that was just my reality then. And I I, I kind of appreciate, you know, you, because however it happened for you, you were able to dedicate your life to it. Mm, thank you. And I know, like, it feels good. Like, when I see you on a video dancing one day or crying another, I know, like, you're inspired and you get to cut on the camera and inspire others with what you're feeling in that moment. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That has to be <laughs> the best rush ever. You know, because I know how it, it happens. So <laughs> I, it is just, oh, yeah. I, in that aspect, I, I really, I, I'm happy for you because I know that has to be, like, a beautiful feeling. I, I know, like, since it's what you do and whatnot, there, there's also, you know, the financial burden of making sure, you know, that different things are taken care of, but just the freedom and operating in who you are, I know yes. just gives your life so much, you know? It, it does. I'm finally in a space where I'm comfortable with showing that, by part of myself to the world. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't do videos at first. Um, Lauren, getting with Lauren on this podcast, uh, we're going on two years in 2018. Wow. Congratulations. So, with, thank you. Thank you. Um, getting with her on this podcast has changed my life as far as a lot of my self-doubt about being seen. Mm. When I first started Better Life Choices of New York, I just always would put up memes and blogs. Nothing with my picture, nothing with my face, no video. And my husband and my sister and Lauren were constantly telling me, you got to show your face. Uh. You have so animated. You have to show your face. People need to see, yeah, you're a great writer and your blogs are being featured here and there. That's nice. But the way of the world is visual. People are visual learners more so now than ever. And you have to show yourself. I was so uncomfortable because I didn't want to be judged. Mm. I didn't want to be looked at sexually. And let's be clear, I really didn't want, like I said, to be judged. A lot of times, I've grown up, women weren't really nice to me. Oh. Uh, okay. Stephanie, I was uh, just thinking, <laughs> early, before we got on the phone, I was, like, thinking, like, you know, all this nervousness I build up when I'm about to talk to a woman that's just not present when it's a, with a guy. Because I know, like, my experience with me, women have been, like, unpleasant. Women have been girl, mean. We sit down and have a whole slumber party about this topic. <laughs> because... For the most part now, I'm finding, you know, I've had my core friends since I was like in seventh grade. Right. My core four or five crew, okay. I'm talking about after that, before that, around that. Um, women have not been nice to me, whether it's because of the way I look or the confidence that I exude when I come in a room. Whatever it is. I know it has nothing to do with me now, but then it hurts deeply. Right? Mm, right. So I'm like, girls are going to pick me apart. Somebody called me a fat Chinese sausage. No. On one of these posts. You know, oh, crazy. shut the hell up. You think you're cute. And all this stuff that I was so nervous about. And oh my God. Oh. And I wanted men to also not just send me a DM and be like, damn, you fine, mom. <laughs> you know, I just, <sighs> I just wanted my content to really be the focus and I was so nervous that my visual would distract in any way from that mm. but when I say I got sure on my feet Crystal and one day in meditation just sat down and said Lord I'm asking you for the discipline to not worry about what others think more than what I think of myself oh. 
And that's the day I recorded my first video and haven't stopped since then. <sighs> well, you you spoke to one of my issues and I, I guess I'm gonna have to be meditating. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows like I am opposed to it. Mm. Oh my goodness. I'm just like, no, absolutely not. I don't want to, you know, like, cause when I first started sharing YouTube was what it was. And that was like so many years ago, like maybe two, yeah, right. like 2007, 2008, I was like, Oh, maybe I should do a YouTube. And I'm like, mm. I recorded myself on the video one time or two. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, for it. I don't like the way I'm holding my mouth right there. And I'm not going to be editing this video over and over just to make sure I'm positioning my mouth a certain way. And I was like, nah, I can't do this. This isn't for... You can. <laughs> you can. If you really want to, if you feel like what you have to say is necessary for the visual, you will do it if you really feel that that's a component you need to add. If it's not, then don't bother with it. Now I have a little home studio in my house. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I got my Amazon on, girl. I got me a ring light, some backdrops, a green screen, you know. Get it. <laughs> Things See, have changed. Right. And I, I, and that's amazing to me because it, it's it's just funny because I, I, I relate there. Like, I know I'm just like, mmm. Like, so I wish I could do that. I, I believe it's a part of my process. I, I think if it's necessary, like you said, then it'll happen. You know, I'll, I'll get the urge to where I know it needs to be done. And then I'll just become more and more comfortable with it. I remember being scared out of my mind, just actually releasing a recording, you know, for, you know, for like the podcast. I, I remember like every stage of, you know, when it's time for you to do something that you want to do and the only thing holding you back is your fear, you know? Yes. And so, yeah. You got this girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know you got more questions for me. You better bring them on. Oh my goodness! So you you know I have more questions. Um, I got some more time. Okay, okay, great, 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 great. So um, my uh, episode before last, I had an episode and it was called "Men Love Ultimatums," mm -hmm. and you posted on Twitter something that I I didn't see in that conversation. I just it I was like, man. Like that, that is an angle. Like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't see that, but that's, that's what it is. It's what it comes off as is what it feels like. If you, if you look at it like that, you know, like yes, you I had to put in all that work, you know, all, you, of, it. all of that work and, and, and tell him, Hey, if you don't catch on to all that I'm doing, I'm leaving for him to say, okay, okay, I'll be right. You know, right. I'll do better. I want you. And it's like, uh, uh it's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. What, I, what I wrote on Twitter was the practice of a woman riding until she emotionally dies before she's quote unquote worthy for a man's quote unquote act right is a serious problem for me. Mm. And it really is because even if you look at Jay-Z's 444. Yes. Right. One of my favorite rap albums of the year right you look at a woman like beyonce you look at a man like him and we all know money and beauty doesn't mean that you're automatically happy absolutely however not. there is this air that if you can cheat on beyonce like no one's safe okay? <laughs> <laughs> no woman's ever gonna have a faithful relationship oh my god right? and i think that notion is disgusting and terrible because i grew up hearing 
I want a ride or die shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But I never heard I have to have a ride or die guy. A ride or die guy. Never. Right? And I just, I'm so sick of women having to prove that they are worthy through cheating and babies and STDs or mediocre love or no jobs and not paying a bill and no love language and just being a mama's boy. I'm just so tired of, I will propose to her now. I'll be faithful to her now after a decade or two years of her fist fight and the girl in the same building as me because I slept with her friend. Oh. I just think that we need to cut it out. Like, guys, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut, cut it, it out. out. And women, let's, uh, let us cut it out because to me it's really our fault because we're allowing it. You know what? And and you know what? And when you say that, I'm just immediately jumped to this this idea that you know people want to say or women want to say or even men use it uh the men are trash and i'm like you know what that's an out for them yeah that is an out for them that is some amazing men yes men they're are beautiful amazing creatures right and i'm like i'm not i'm not giving them that out no you, you're not trash actually actually no, you're, no, you're so much more and you could do better and and I, I don't believe that and i'm like you you wearing that and that's what you want that's what you're gonna get you're gonna get that trash experience because <laughs> that's what that's what you attract and why with that big old message. No, like don't do that. Don't give them an excuse. Don't give them something when they mess up. You know I'm just trash. You know that's I, I that's what a man's supposed to do. You know y'all are better than us. If you don't sit down with that mess, <sighs> it, but it's a collective movement. Yeah, it's a collective movement for me, Chris. I feel like if I demand the best from a man, right? Mm-hmm. But he goes and turns to you, and you accept mediocre and less than. He has no reason to level up because he has options of women who will not allow him to level up. <sighs> I feel like we got to be on a collective, you know, journey as women together where we're not allowing our self-esteem to be in the toilet and saying, well, at least I have a man. He did this to me, but he's a man. Like, the fear of lonely, uh... the fear of not having a hashtag to post me and bae, Wow. Is having us sit here accepting stuff that we're not, we're not, we're, we're better than that. Right. We are goddesses. We are born into where we give life for Christ. Right. We do. That's true. For you to turn around and treat us that way, and for us to allow ourselves to be treated that way, because homegrown next door will say it's okay, so I feel like I got to one of her and allow the cheating. Uh, so, so, the collective movement. So the woman, let's say the wife, okay, she's she's with a man. They they're doing good, but she discovers cheating, right? Mm-hmm. There is it's I feel like it's half and half. There's a group of people that say that a woman should leave that man because she she deserves better, and then there's a group that would say, okay, she can leave if she wants to, but if she still if she wants to be there and she's not ready to give that up. Um, she doesn't have to go. Now, I I do believe that, you know, it is up to the person, but you want them to make a healthy decision for themselves, right? You want you don't want them to stay because they feel like they have to because they need right. to, but you, you also don't want them to leave just because they're angry right now. You know? Right. So so I'm I'm kinda like how how does a woman do what's best for her while upholding a standard that she deserves better? Great question. Great question. I think, like you said, it's situational. Mm-hmm. It depends on the circumstance and the people. 
Um, because people, let's be clear, people, men and women, do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Things do happen. People do get attracted to each other. People do drink. People do do drugs. People just let the lust take over. Things happen. Right, right. I think there's a difference between cheating and having an affair. Mm. First of all. Right. You got a whole separate life, a whole separate family. You at this Thanksgiving table too, and you got a key to her house. We have a problem. there's another baby that i don't know about we have a problem oh this is deep (laughs) right so but i think that people do sometimes and again let's define cheating because you might be mad that he talked to another girl or she talked to another guy and they really didn't do anything sexual but to you that might be a deal breaker right right so you have to define cheating for what it is for you first of all and you both should be on the same page about what cheating is and that's where we go back to courting because right. if we were courting instead of swiping left, uh, so we have talks about so, what we define things. As. So, so that's the thing, though. Like, so, so much of this, I feel like it's just learning, you know. And then I feel like, so, like, what if they have the conversation, but they don't go in depth as far as like how they define cheating, right? And so it doesn't come up until like the violation is, you know, there. Like somebody's been violated and then they discuss it. So is it like, is it fair to be like, I'm done with you, even though you didn't know exactly what I meant. You didn't know my definition of cheating. I'm done with you because I'm not going to deal with this type of stuff. Or, or would it be fair to be like, okay, so you honestly didn't know that that, that act is what I deem as cheating, you know? Like, so I I mean, I, I feel like it's so, it's so hard. And I just, I personally, I see it on both sides and I feel like I'm on both sides most times because, because I feel like, yes, I don't want, I don't want the woman to be like a doormat and some people are going to, you know, there's going to be a segment of people that's going to call her names and think she's dumb or weak because she won't leave the man. But I also think there is strength there because she knows what she wants and she, and she's fighting for it in a way, but I hate that she has to fight for it for to get it to even come out of this man and like why does it take so much for him to understand this woman loves him probably more than anyone you know will ever like it's it's so hard and so is that something where you make the man accountable like if you don't love this woman as much as she clearly loves you do you take the stance and just leave her alone or is it just something that you just stick through like it's it's so i don't think i don't think if someone cheats on you they necessarily don't love you Okay, that's. I, I don't agree. think many people actually even know what love is, but that's a whole nother podcast. Oh like, my god! <laughs> oh my god! What that's is whole, love? <laughs> that's a whole nother segment, girl. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's such. It's it's a, it's it's one of those situations where you're just like, I can't tell someone what to do, right? Because I don't know the history, right? I would need to know if. All, if he's if he or she's always cheated on you, if it's one time, I would need to know if you were violated. If somebody, a girl, stepped to you, you know, I would need backstory. Right, let's, right, let's, right. Let's make something up, hypothetically. Okay, okay. It's no back. It's no backstory. You know, he's never cheated before. He cheated. So far, you like him. You love him. That's your man. Whatever. Okay. I think personally that every man is a predator by nature. Okay. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. They have to feel the chase stimulation to an extent. Okay. No matter in or out of a relationship. Gotcha. But the real head of the pride practices discipline. Mm-hmm. Right? So let me break it down in layman's term. Mufasa from The Lion King is not <laughs> risking his kingdom for every strutting damn peacock that shame with her booty and feathers cock. Thank right? you. Thank you. 
<laughs> However, that doesn't mean he's not tempted. Okay. He's still a man. He's still a man. He's still a Maya's beauty. Mm-hmm. She's still a woman. She still sees a hot man. I mean, you put you put ghosts on my screen for power, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so hypothetically, he cheated or she cheated either way, right? Right. I believe that anytime someone crosses your boundaries that deep, mm-hmm. you have to temporarily walk away. Mm. I'm not saying leave him or her. I'm not saying break up. I do believe there has to be consequences for that level of boundary cross. Yes. And I believe that you need help after that. We can't just take a week off and I go off my mama's couch. I believe that there has to be some kind of real discipline, real action, and some counseling. Absolutely. And another thing about the counseling, um, I always hear, or like when you know somebody tells you, like maybe it works, somebody tells you their business, and they say, oh, we went to counseling. And every time they refer to this counseling, it's like something they did like maybe once or twice. And you're just like, oh, no, uh, right? I'm like, uh, you, if if the situ- if you still have an issue, you still need to be in counseling. Like, right. like y'all are supposed to counsel that until y'all are basically have an understanding that basically y'all have a new way of living after you know this has happened. And and that's what I I, I people always say. Oh, we went to counseling, it didn't work. No, you went to two sessions. It's not supposed <laughs> to work. First of all, let me tell you something. As a coach, your first session is just introductory, so we ain't even really working on nothing. Right. And I'll be like... We only went to two. We technically only had one. And I'll be like, what do y'all think this is? Like, they think they think it's magic or something. Like, we just looked at the counselor, and he, he shook his head and wrote stuff down, and we did what we were supposed to do. It didn't work. Girl, I can't. But, yeah. Oh, you're right. But that's what they... They really think they went... They got some counseling after two sessions of sitting with a therapist and... and, and and they think they everything's supposed to be okay, and I'm but just here's like, the thing, because we don't like to invest in ourselves. Yeah, that's we true. We will invest thousands of dollars in clothes, sneakers, hair, weed, vacation. Yeah, but be mad if it's a hundred dollars an hour and be like, I went once and that's it. A co-payment was fifty dollars, and I just can't go no more. That's true, and that's true, and and I feel like I feel like that's what fighting for a relationship should look like: investing in it. Amen. You should you should be able to you should want to invest in it. Like I'm just like that that's important. If it's important to you, it it's not an argument. Y'all not gonna have a talk where y'all finally get it and everything falls together. It's, it's, even even then, if y'all never see a conflict, it's gonna be a series of conversations. You know? Right. It's going to be ongoing therapy in this house. Right. And so it's just like <laughs> you 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 might never look at him and say, Okay, finally, I feel like he loves me the way I want to be loved. It's going to be, right. finally, I understand what his version of love looks like. And I accept it. Yes. And I accept it. It works for my version of the need of love. Like, it's it's that type of thing. And I feel like everybody just wants, I think when they think about counseling, they also want the therapist to be like, okay, she right, he wrong. You wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> See, here's the thing. They can't do that. opinions are supposed to be kept to ourselves. Mm, 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 And it's not always what you see on TV. Right. I like to call myself a human GPS. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a guide. I don't tell you where to go. You don't, when you get in your car and you plug in an address, it gives you the best routes. It doesn't tell you where to go. You have to put in the address. 
Tell it. <laughs> Say that. Right, so you tell me when you come in here what you want to work on. What are you here for? What's your why? What's your intention? And I hear your story, and I see how I can best help you navigate. Navigation is not telling you what to do. It's making you do the work in a way where you feel comfortable and safe. Right. That was that was so, a beautiful analogy. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. People go in two sessions. It's like we healed, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. There are a small percentage of people who get it right away. Right. They just needed to hear it once or twice, or somebody just to unlock something that they were stuck on. And people can change quickly. Yes, I agree. But what I tell people when they email me, like I want to book a session with you because I have different times and different amounts. Mm-hmm. I have a scale. Mm-hmm. So of course they always go with the cheapest one first, and I'm always like, listen here, from what you put on this paper, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to book the package of four that I have with the <laughs> discounted rate because you bought four. We gonna have to start right there. <laughs> because if you're skimming on your health, if you're skimming on your self help, your sanity. Right. Your drive, your fear, your goals. How are you going to ever achieve them? Whether it's with a man or woman or not. Right. Right. Yeah. It, but it, it's it's just the way, I don't know how we all got like this, but it is just, it is a, I, I hear it all the time and I'm just somewhere like, look, we had to get counseling because we added a baby to this house and <laughs> it won't right no more. Like, I'm just like, let me tell you something. Like, I, I love my daughter so much. But when I tell you, when I realized I was pregnant, I knew I didn't have enough love. I knew. I, I was I was telling my husband. I was like, listen, you're going to have to take care of me simply because I know I'm going to give all of me to her. Every bit of me. And, and I, need you to, I need you to have my back because I'm going to forget about me because it's going to be her. And he was looking at me like, okay, I think I know what that means. Sure. You just don't make any sense. <laughs> you know? And then he realized that I ain't even had none for him. And then that's when it was a problem. That's when it kicked in. That's yeah, when that's it kicked in. Like, this is not even fair. You know, I thought a baby was a good thing. And she ain't even got time for me. And I'm just, <laughs> listen, I, t- I, I was trying to tell you. If I wasn't going to take care of myself, that that you should have been understood. You know, <laughs> like, listen. But, yeah, it, I appreciate. way more aware. So can I, can, I, can I speak to your awareness really quickly? Okay. <laughs> from listening to your podcast, from exchanging, you know, emails and DMs with you and talking to you now, you're just so aware of the person you are and, and the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And as someone who works with people and has worked on herself and had other people work on herself, let me tell you, that is half the battle. Mm. You're not delusional. You're not pretending in this bubble. Your mask is not tightly on like a Halloween, you know, mask. You're clear about things that you want to achieve for yourself and your family and your life. Mm-hmm. And you're clear that there's a blockage there. Whether you know what the blockage is or not, you're aware. Mm-hmm. And awareness, awareness is the best you can do when you want to help yourself because if you're not aware of what needs to be fixed how you gonna fix it right right you're not aware of what needs to be managed how you gonna manage it right so you as as much self-doubt as as i can relate to with you and that you have listen to me when i tell you a lot of it is unnecessary Mm. (laughs) a lot of it is you choosing to see yourself in that light and what i would ask you as a friend and if i was your coach what is it going to take for you to trust yourself more? 
<laughs> Am I doing too much? Am I doing too much? You, you do what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, oh, mm. Love this conversation. Oh, she got me. <laughs> I, we got each other. We got each other. <laughs> Listen, I... I... Uh, you know... I guess let it marinate. Let it marinate. I, I, I'm going to have to let it marinate because there's so much truth in it. And like I told you, like a part of me knows that I am, you know, trying to get it off of me, you know, even though I don't want to, even though I don't feel like I necessarily want to fight it. I just know I can't like, I don't, I just don't, it's, I'm not truly comfortable with it yet. You know, I'm not truly comfortable with it and I'm, I probably never will be, but I, I guess like I've never allowed myself to feel like um like what I could do could be of like great value to someone else. Like I know I know it does. Like I absolutely positively know I can help people, but I never like I never try to operate from that place of like, okay, um this is you know what this is and this is how I'm presenting it and I expect people to you know um respond to it in this way or whatever like there's a part of that where I'm just so uncomfortable and I think I talked about it before it's because like when I see other people that kind of possess like whatever they do or whatever and they're kind of like boastful or whatever like I kind of frown upon it so anytime I feel like that with myself I kind of shame myself or it's just like, where is this coming from? You know how they they teach us in church. Uh, well, I was taught in church. Basically, like, it's not about you. It's about, you know, God. Anytime you feel in a certain mm-hmm. way about yourself, it's your flesh. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I feel like every time I think I'm confident, I need to probably calm down, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like dial it back because it's not you, you know. And I don't I don't know if it's like a mixed signal there or, or me just never wanting to accept that I can truly soar. Maybe, you know, maybe that. Like, I'm afraid of... Oh, you're definitely afraid. <laughs> all, all I hear is fear. Oh, my fear God. Of not keeping the agreements that you were taught. Fear of excelling. Fear of doing more work. You know what it takes to do more work. You just mentioned your daughter. Right, right. But you went through labor, right? Yes, I did. That was uncomfortable, right? It really was. But your birth a blessing anyway, am I correct? I did. Well, that's life. And that's your gift. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have a lot of labor pains because you're going to give birth to a lot of babies. Mm. You're going to give birth to a lot of emotional, spiritual babies. People are going to be healed. People are going to be managed. People are going to have aha moments because of something you had to say. You're going to be planting seeds and being fertile everywhere. And once those babies are ready to be born, labor comes. Mm -hmm. Contractions come. Mm -hmm. You're going to be uncomfortable. And if anyone listening thinks they have to be comfortable before they move, they need to check themselves. Mm. I'm uncomfortable all the time. Every video you see, mm-hmm. every podcast you hear, if you've ever come to anything live I've been at, I got receipts. You could ask my friends, you could ask my family, you could ask my husband. I've had full panic attacks before mm. I got on stage. Wow. I'll give a hand signal to somebody who knows me in the audience and they know that I'm losing, losing it. Oh. Okay? <sighs> so... I know Lauren very well and love her and love what we do. There are times I'm nervous to say something that might hurt her feelings, offend her or a listener. Wow. But I don't allow that to 
stop me because what I have to do on this earth for me, for God, as the vessel, is greater or bigger than anything I'm scared of, any discomfort I can feel. <laughs> and that's where we have to get as a society, that it doesn't matter how we feel as far as discomfort. Pain is one thing, discomfort is another. Right. And right. if we're uncomfortable solely based on fear, we need to learn how to work around that and manage that. I agree so much, you know, and, and, you know, you could agree all day, but there's work that, you know, I have to do in in order to just get beyond it because like you, like you said, you can hear it. Like it's just fear. And while, you know, of course, you know, you, you want, you, you, you definitely do not like if it was somebody in front of me that like, it was obvious that they needed my help. Like I would do whatever it took to help them but because it's me (laughs) because it's me I I don't know what to do (laughs) you know just be yourself and I know that sounds so cliche but that's your talent just by being yourself people think I'm this like uber smart educated I have a high school diploma I never went to college I don't know anything I just know how to be myself right 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 and I, I went to coaching school instead of college I just know how to be myself and I went when I figured out what myself was I just went to get the tools to how to to polish myself right but right. I really don't know anything <laughs> and I love this and, and Lauren and I sing it all the time on the podcast Erica Badu the man who knows something knows that he knows nothing at all man <laughs> I know nothing I know what I know and everything else I don't <laughs> and I I, lo- I love saying I don't know like I don't know. I don't know I don't know anything I, I just <sighs> it, 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 so many things are like rushing right now because it's the truth it's the truth. I I choose. I choose. I actively choose all the time, all the time, and ugh, I just I have to trust that, you know, it's okay, and I could just be me. I I could just be me, and I feel like I am. I feel like I am, but like I I still feel like I'm also like making a choice to like take it easy, be you, but be cool, <laughs> you know. Be you, but be a comfortable you. Yeah, be you, but be a comfortable you. And you know, right. keep keep be easy. Like don't don't mm, don't don't stir the pot. You know, don't make them uncomfortable. I think that's mainly what it is. You oh, you I agree. You worried about what everybody else. You're comfortable if they're comfortable. But but they don't care about your comfort. So why is theirs paramount over yours? True. True. <laughs> True. Like it it doesn't matter and. There, there, there is a part of me that is just like you know, it don't matter. But like that, just that is that that is the unexercised muscle. That's the muscle that needs some work, you know. And that would be a homework assignment I would give you if you was my client. I would ask you, give me something on a small scale that would make somebody uncomfortable that you would do that you would think would make somebody uncomfortable, and I would tell you to do it. Nothing too big, nothing crazy. Right, right, even right. If it's, even if it's like record an Insta story, like you said, they're fourteen seconds. Oh my god, <laughs> fourteen seconds. That's that's not that's a whole th- video, not a YouTube, fourteen or ten second Snapchat. That's making me uncomfortable. That's not making nobody I, else uncomfortable. <laughs> That'll make me uncomfortable. I thought we would just make someone else uncomfortable. No, no, no. Which because you or them, it's discomfort all around. Ah, uh, true. 
get it. I it's see discomfort. It. Like it doesn't matter who it's for. If, if you can get comfortable, then everybody else's discomfort won't matter. That's true. I want to say one more thing about fear. Okay. Uh, fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think if we stop looking at fear as if it's a paralyzer all the time, mm-hmm. we would be able to navigate it a little bit better. True. Fear tells you you're alive. Those butterflies in your stomach lets you know that you're alive. Yes. Fear will tell you, turn the other way. Don't get in the elevator with that guy. Right. That's true. Fear protects you. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to stop pretending or acting as if fear only hurts you. Right. So the next time you're scared to do something, ask yourself, what kind of fear is this? Mm. What kind of fear is, is this? Is this fear that's going to, is this fear that's warning me about something? Is this self-imposed fear? Is this fear that's going to help me? Is it just something that I'm blowing out of proportion? Fear gets a bad rap. I agree. I absolutely agree. On so many levels, because there there are there is a part of fear that we need, and mm-hmm. and then I feel like there's a part of fear that helps us. Like Absolutely. I I remember at one point, you know, feeling like like if I did not do or if I do not do what I'm supposed to do, you know, that you know something that's important, you know, in some form or fashion, will be undone. You know, right. and I was the only person that could do it. Possibly, probably one of, probably Les Brown or somebody else said like a little story where, you know, the, um, I guess the most creative place in the world is probably like the, um, the burial grounds, you know, mm. because it's where all the possibilities in life and all the great ideas went to die because people didn't do yeah, their jobs. Right. And, mm. and, and I guess that does scare me. Because I don't, I don't want to leave here without doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. And so I guess in that way, I do feel like I am being pushed in the direction. But then there's just like those other fears where you're just like, you got to overcome this, you know, or, you know, why are you afraid to do this? And why does this have a hold on you? And, you know, and it's, it's things that, like I said, in moments... I, I feel it. I have the clarity on it. Like I see it, and then because I don't get the time with it, it's gonna fade. You know, so it comes yeah. in it comes in bursts or whatnot. But I, I I definitely know where I am right now in this very moment is, you know, the perfect place for me to go to the next level. You know, to get. Yeah, to I get, hear you. I I, I know just, that. I know. Just I, know that you're enough. Like Crystal, you are enough. Right where you stand, right where you are, in your skin, in your flesh, you are enough at this level that you are. If you never moved past this and you were okay with that, mm-hmm. you are enough. I'm enough. If you do move past it and you want to go to the next level, then you'll be enough at that level. Right. I agree. You have everything you need to be who you want to be. You always had it. You'll always have it. It is just about flexing the muscle. Hmm. It's just about strengthening the muscle. It's no different than a bicep or an ab. If you don't do sit up, you're not going to beat it. Right. They're going to be hiding under the flap. (laughs) That's true. That is so true. That is true. I I appreciate you so much. (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm so glad you were able to talk to me today. Like, I needed this. Like, I knew whenever we got to talk, I was going to have, like, all this, you know, this, this awesome feeling of just, you know, like, something good happening. Like, maybe, like, you know how you have a good cry after a movie? Like, you, it's not your pain, but somebody yeah. else's pain just had <laughs> gave you a I good love a, cry. We've been wanting moment. I love a good cry, girl. Yes, and it just makes you feel good. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, yes, it's... you it, feel understood and yes. relieved. Right. It's so much relief. And uh, I just, I really appreciate it. I, I, I if, if, you know, I have listeners listening... I'm glad y'all can see me in my moments, you know, because I feel like sometimes that people, you know, listen to my show and, and probably feel like I, I don't have any issues like this, even though they can't be listening if they, don't, <laughs> if they don't feel like I have any issues. But I feel like sometimes like when when you can speak through your, you know, your concerns and stuff, people kind of put you at a place to where, oh, okay, you know, she has some things figured out. I have one thing figured out that I need, you know, I, I need, you know, I need something. I, I need, you know, my journey. I need to understand that there's better for me. I'm okay. Like you said, I, I know I'm enough, but, you know, we, we there's moments where we forget, you know, yes. the, the situation. And we need reminders. And we need, we need reminders. And I definitely need a coach to where I, you know, so my cup can be replenished. Well, you know where to email me at, girl. I do know where to email you, and I'm going to email you because after this, I, I know that there's some work I need to do, you know, personally with a lot of things that I'm dealing with. And so definitely, 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 I think it'll benefit me in so many ways. And, yeah, absolutely. And I, I recommend that everyone, you know, contact Miss Stephanie. And would you give them your email? <laughs> Would you give I them your will. email? Thank you so much. Thank you. Let me do my little plug, my little business Barbie on. Okay. Uh, you can contact me, Stephanie, the Life Architect, at my website at www.blcny.org or on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter under BLC New York. My email address is coachstephanie at blcny.org. And I'm just happy to be here and I'm happy to be a vessel for anyone who needs. But understand that my coaching style might not fit your needs, but I am happy to recommend you to any coach that I know. I know some brilliant coaches and therapists. It's not about me securing the bag. This is about me really helping people and getting them to the place they want to be as a human GPS. So if I'm not the kind of coach, my style's not for you, I will be happy to refer you. That is awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. I love Crystal Clear. I'm a listener, and I will come back anytime. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. This was Stephanie. She, she... I have no more to say, guys. I just I just need to get off and go sit with my thoughts real quick <laughs> and answer some of these questions. But, um, yes, thank you so much. You have a blessed night, and you keep being you. Thank you so much, and you do the same. Remember, you're enough. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye. Bye-bye.